Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are... The fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. Can I get an amen? Fantastic to have you guys with us. You can give us a call at 844-326-3663 and hit us on the madworldattractions.com text line at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan and away you go on the show. Joined right now by the host, uh, the Odyssey host of the BetQL tailgate to kickoff and co-host of BetMGM tonight. Ryan Horvat on Twitter at the same name, at R-Y-A-N-H-O-R-V-A-T. Good afternoon, Ryan. Uh, I'm always fascinated by your ever-changing background pictures on Twitter. Is this you in the backwards cap? There's a kid? Yeah, that's me. So it was my birthday a couple weeks ago. My mother, God bless her, she sends me a bunch of photos from when I was a child. And uh, I got a kick out of that one. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I have ADD with the Avi pictures, man. The problem is, I talk to this. I talk <laughs> about this with my wife all the time, right? Like, at the company, like Odyssey and BetQL, they want me to do more on Instagram. The problem is, Mark, like guys like us, all we do, man, is we work. You know, that's like it. that's how we pay the bills. We're that's in radio. It. It's yep. not the glamorous uh, life that everybody thinks yep. that it is. So we have to work all the time. I don't go anywhere to do anything fun. What am I supposed to post? You know. No, you're 100% right, 100% right. So the question for you is, Ryan, how much money have you made in your life with your hat backwards like that watching sports? You got the backwards cap on, Ryan. Is that the look? Is that, is that, do you do, do you, do you, uh, are you a superstitious guy? Do you have a, a superstition when you're betting? I do actually have some superstitions. Like, I don't sit on Saturdays. And, okay, for example, what? like one thing that I do, now I watch all, like, I, I watch every single game, every college football game. If I miss it, I watch a condensed version. That's how crazy I am about the sport. But if there's a bet, like let's say, you know, I have four screens in my house, and maybe I'm not watching like Cincinnati, Oklahoma State. And I'm like, okay, I'll go back and I'll get to this one. And it starts off and it's going good. Sometimes I'll flip the channel and then something bad will happen. And I'll be like, nope, can't watch the end of this game. And then I feel like I win the bet 100% of the time, if that makes any sense. Like, if I haven't fully invested, started watching the game in the first quarter, and I just check my phone and my bet's winning, I have to stay away. I can't tune in late 
or I always lose. I don't know what it is. I have to watch the game from start to finish. And if I'm not there in the beginning, I have to watch it later. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I, uh, no, I don't do a whole lot with the backwards, the backwards cap, you know, so Colin Coward, I think I would still be a fan favorite of his. I'm, I'm not in the, he doesn't, the, like, what is yeah, it? he doesn't like the backwards hat. Look, yeah, no, no he, he, it's, it's funny though. You know what? Like a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, actually week two of college football season, we had a really good slate. My wife, she works Saturdays. She came back home and me and my son, we both had our, our backwards hats going. And I had, you know, my, uh, my Western Illinois leatherneck hoodie going on, and she's like, "Oh, we're leaving, we're uh, reliving the frat days, huh, Ryan?" And uh, I, I got a kick out of that kind of. But no, just the regular golf hat for me these days. I'm old, man. I just turned 38 years old. I, I feel old at least. Hey, hey, listen, man. I don't need to hear you saying you're old at that age. Okay, so, so please, Ryan, <laughs> kindly cut the crap. All right, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing mighty all right. Ryan Horvat joining us. Ryan, what is any football at any level, your upset pick this week. All right, yeah. So let's go with it's, – it's, it's not going to meet the criteria, but I do want to throw one out there. I like the Green Bay Packers plus one and a half against the Vikings. I'm going to throw this one out there just because right now it does not look good for the Green Bay Packers or for Jordan Love. I'm a Green Bay Packer fan. I'm kind of in the tank for Drake May mode right now or tank for Caleb even after that performance the last couple weeks from Caleb Williams, man. But, you know, Green Bay is going to get a little bit healthier this week on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to get their all-pro corner, Jair Alexander, back. And last year in this game, they shut down Justin Jefferson. He's obviously not available. Jordan Addison right now is wide receiver number one, and he looks really good as a rookie. But Devondre Campbell comes back on the defensive side of the ball for Green Bay. He wears the green dot. I think they get a little bit better on that side. And then Jordan Love, man, it can't get any worse. And Aaron Jones, I think he's going to get the ball a little bit more. So I do like the Packers, plus one and a half. Let me throw you a real underdog, though. Oh, one more for college. Purdue, plus two and a half against Nebraska. Have you guys seen the injury report for Nebraska? No. Three offensive linemen are yes. out. Uh, two running backs are out. Two of their top wide receivers are out. And Purdue, they've had extra time to prepare for this game, and they're coming off three straight losses. So I like Purdue. If you could wait and get a three, I do like that. Uh, let's go with a big one, though. Let's go with, I like this weekend, it's going to be gross, the Cincinnati Bengals against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, that seems like kind of like an easy pick to make because San Francisco is without Brock Purdy, but it doesn't matter because I talked with a couple local books and a couple um, you know bookmakers out in Las Vegas, and what they told me, guys, is that San Francisco – if Trent, if, if Trent Williams can't go in this game, you know, if a couple of these guys aren't 100%, Debo Samuel, that one of the bigger, sharper sides is actually going to be San Francisco on the money line or at like three or two and a half. So I bet the Bengals at five and a half. I bet them again at four. I would just, if you like Cincinnati in this spot, I would bet them right now. They've had a full week off the bye to get a little bit healthier, and they're dealing with a bunch of injuries, not just Joe Burrow. And the offensive line's a bit, been a little bit better. It's, be, it's scary betting against San Francisco, you know, with that offense and with that defense. But right now they have some issues. If Trent Williams isn't available, all, every other lineman on that offensive line is actually grading out below replacement level. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, they have some issues in their secondary. And if Joe Burrow's another week healthier, they get T. Higgins back this week. Jamar Chase is healthy. I think Cincinnati might be able to take advantage of that secondary. So I kind of like the Bengals on the money line, guys, plus 250. How about that, Ryan Horvat? Uh, total break in format here, Ryan. But 
I'm curious your takes because you deal with numbers all the time on this. Um, you know, it's not that I don't like upsets, Ryan. I do. But it just seems like when I'm watching the MLB postseason, it's so random. A five seed and a six seed is playing for the World Series. There's only six seeds in, in each in each league. And it just, like, it, at the same time, like, it feels like what we're seeing, like, it feels like the playoffs are a midseason tournament. And any data collection specialist will tell you that the more accurate the results, the, the greater the sample size, the more accurate the results, right? So, you know, are teams that were 20 games worse than the Braves better than the Braves, right? Um, is it, like, do you have a better postseason system? At this point, I'm almost like the hell with it. Let's just go back to two teams make the playoffs. The playoffs are a very American system. In the English Premier League, they just the regular season is the playoff. You win the regular season, you are the champion. What's this American playoff concept? But we like playoffs. We like games that mean more than other games. So if this is going to be what it is, if it's going to be this random, if you're penalizing teams for winning, you know, and the Braves don't play meaningful games for two months and then they rest and they break their rhythm and these wild card teams are playing meaningful games the whole time, I don't know. I know I'm riffing here, Ryan, but it really burns my brownies what I'm seeing in the baseball playoffs. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying, though, because, I mean, you, at the end of the day, it's kind of like March Madness, right? Everybody wanted to see a 16 beat a 1. Then we see it, and we're like, all right, we kind of want the good teams once we get to the Final Four. Like, we want Kentucky, we want Duke, we want, we want the best players out there. And same thing in baseball, you want the two best teams when we get to the World Series. We've seen this a lot, though. You know, like these teams kind of, they get hot the last month of the season, usually end up making the run in the postseason. With baseball, Man, I don't know what you do because it's just such a long season, right? 162 games. So these teams like the Braves, you know, even the Baltimore Orioles, they win over 100 games, then they kind of burn out, you know, because they're doing things the right way. They lose a couple guys. They lose a couple arms. It's just I don't really know what you do unless, yeah, you eliminate some of these teams. That was my problem with expanding the postseason, though, and that's why I love college football so much and why I didn't really want the 12-team playoff and I don't want the 16-team playoff because – it takes away a little bit from the regular season, you know, and I know that this year you can make the case maybe for more parity because, or, you know, for more teams in the playoff because there is more parity. You can make the case that like eight teams could win the national championship, maybe more, but I'm with you at the end of the day, I want to see the best teams. And like, I don't even know what to do in this world series other than bet the diamondbacks, because it seems like right now they're on a magical run, you know, not that the Texas Rangers aren't, but they're another team where, they were hot in the start of the season. Run differential was crazy, man, like plus 120 or something like that. Faded a little bit, and now here they are. But, yeah, I don't know what you do because unless you go to, like, four teams and you start in the NLCS, I think we're always going to see this in baseball because it's the team that gets hot. It's the team that has the best bullpen. Even in football, you know, we see it, and football is more fluky because it's one-and-done situations. But who the heck a couple of years ago would have thought that the Cincinnati Bengals would have made a run to the Super Bowl? Their win total that year was five and a half. Ryan Horvat joining us here on the show. Ryan, if uh, we could do a little ditty that uh, like this where I give you the game and the line and you just give me a quick thought and then which side of the two you're leaning to on the on the line. Is that cool? Let's do it. Georgia, Florida, Georgia minus 14. I like Florida in the game, Mark. I'm going to take Florida plus 14 and a half. Graham Hurts, man, has actually been pretty good if you look at his completion percentage. Now, granted, 
He's not pushing the ball down the field. But that's not what we want him to do in this game. I just think Georgia is going to have to go through a little bit of an adjustment period here without Brock Bowers, the best non-quarterback on the offensive side of the ball in the country. I think Florida keeps this game close. I think they might be live in this game, as crazy as it sounds. Give me the Gators. Might be much better than people project. Yeah. (laughs) Oklahoma at Kansas. uh, Oklahoma minus nine. Man, now that it's at nine, I like Oklahoma. At ten, I like Kansas. Jason Bean's going to get the start again. Crazy enough, he's seen them twice, Oklahoma. But what worries me, man, is Oklahoma got battle tested last week against Central Florida coming off the bye. Maybe they get themselves right, pad the stats a little bit, run up the score. Kansas defensively not very good. But I did bet Kansas plus 10. I love Lance, man. He's turned that program around. So, you know what, actually, for the sake of it, give me the Jayhawks. Oh, he's flipping on the script. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Oregon, Utah, six and a half. Yeah, I'm going against everybody on this one, man. Give me the Ducks. I same thing. Bo Nix is completing 75% of his passes, dinking and dunking down the field. I think that's what you could do against Utah because you, you, you can't hit him with the explosive stuff. We saw that from Caleb Williams last week. And Utah right now, man, Whittingham's such a good coach, but this is like a makeshift team. Every week they got new guys jumping up on that injury report. Obviously no Cam Rising. I like the Ducks. I, th- I still think they're the best team in the Pac-12. Duke at Louisville, Louisville minus six. This feels like a pick'em game to me. I understand Riley Leonard, but Elko is such a good coach, man. This feels like it should be a coin flip, so I'm taking Duke and the six points. What say you? I'm also taking Duke and the six points. Even if Riley Leonard doesn't go in this game, man, I mean, Duke, like you said, they have a top 15 pass defense. Louisville, that's what they like to do. They like to attempt to push the ball down the field, and their stud running back is dealing with an injury. He might not play in this game. I love Jeff Brown. It's been a fun story, but give me Duke. I completely agree. I love Mike Elko, man. I wish Notre Dame would have been able to hang on to him for a couple of years. Absolutely. And Tennessee at Kentucky. Minus four yeah. is the spread. Tennessee. Now, gonna... this, is, this is a hard one for me, Ryan, and I, I understand transitive property isn't great, but I saw Florida control the entire game against Tennessee and then saw them get completely run over by Kentucky in the same month. So for me, this, is, this line is just a little bit perplexing. And that's what I love about college football. Like, who saw that coming that day, Kentucky's offense looking like that? Yeah. My problem is, man, you never know what you're going to get from the rushing attack. I mean, usually it's pretty good, but their passing game right now, Devin Leary, I was a big fan of his at NC State, you know, and he just doesn't look good. He doesn't look healthy. Man, I mean, he's, he's bad right now, so – Ah, man, I think I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to fade Kentucky in this spot. I hate to do it. Tennessee's just – they don't look like your Josh Heupel typical offense because Joe Milton's just not able to do what we thought he was going to be able to do. He's got a rocket for an arm, but they're not able to complete deep balls. But they could run the ball, man. They have a good offensive line. They're averaging nearly 250 rushing yards. I'll take Tennessee, especially because my wife is a ten, uh, Tennessee grad, so – I'm hoping to be able to sleep in my own bed this weekend, so I'll roll with the valve. <laughs> and who's winning the World Series, Ryan? The somewhat you know the somewhat bogus and illegitimate World Series, if I might add. I'm with you. I keep saying this, and it's probably I shouldn't because, you know, we do a live betting show. It's not only football. I keep saying, who cares, man? I mean, I'm a Cub fan, so I usually don't care around this time of the year, but I will go with the Diamondbacks because – um, they just seem like a team of destiny. I think the Rangers are the better team on paper, but I also thought the Phillies were the better team on paper. I thought the Braves were the best team in the league. I had all the Braves futures. I had some Phillies futures, and I was wrong. 
So if I pick the Rangers, I'll just be wrong again. I might as well just go with Arizona and cheer for the good story. So give me the Diamondbacks and uh, give me Corbin Carroll to win World Series MVP. There you go, my friends. Great stuff as always. We love our segment with the very own, the very uh, unique and opinionated Ryan Horvath, Odyssey, host of the BetQL tailgate to kickoff and co-host of Betty BetMGM tonight on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Have a great show tonight, Ryan. Thanks so much as always for all you do. Hey, thanks so much for having me. You got it. All right, Ryan Horvath. Uh, great stuff as always. He likes Florida to be in the game. Likes the game. <laughs> what? This is. Oh my, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I do not need to be getting verklempt and hot and bothered on the radio over here. Oh my goodness gracious, it is getting steamy in here with all these pro Gator predictions. No, Brandon, he didn't pick Florida to win, although he intimated he sees them being in the game. You were raising your finger like, look, they got three people picking the Gators, Spur Daddy, you, and him. I don't think he's picking the Gators to win, but man, listen, guys, I listen. Okay, this is what I do. This is how superstitious I am. Do you guys have superstitions? All right, so I actually do this. All right, I'm going to make a promise to God right now, okay? If the Gators win, I know what you guys are thinking. Mark Ryan is going to be uns- insufferable on Monday if the Gators win. I, pr- I promise to God, okay, right now, that if the Gators win – I will not be insufferable. I will not be boastful. I will simply be celebratory, and we will play the Gators song to start the show. And, you know, sometimes I do this, Brandon, and I do this because I feel like God wants me to be a certain human being. And if I'm going to be, uh, if I'm going to be a uh, a donkey, you know, if I'm going to be a donkey, uh, then God is not going to let my team win. Right. If I'm not able to rein it in and be classy and mature. So, God, that's my deal with you. You give me a Gator victory. And I know, God, you don't care about sports. But if you give me a Gator victory, I'm going to be celebratory and humble. And that's it. Texter says, Mark, Zion is an alien. His size, power, quickness, leaping ability is not of this world. Yeah, but his uh, his tendons are uh, are bought at the dollar store. And his level of commitment is zero. Yeah, commitment is zero. James from Malden. Good to hear from you, James. Thanks for ringing us up, buddy. Coming up next on the show, a wide-ranging college football preview with our buddy Brent Beard, Heisman Trophy voter. That's next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. Brandon Keeler sitting in, and we are the fan upstate. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, he'll take your college football questions as well, and he's a Heisman Trophy voter. Have you ever wanted to ask a Heisman Trophy voter a question? You can do so right now on the MadWorldAttractions.com text line by texting to us, 71307. Just start your text with the word fan, and away you go on the show. Uh, Brent, great to have you as always, my friend. I hope you are doing well. Let us open... Uh, let us open with um, let us open with the um, the the sign stealing scandal, okay, uh, of uh, of Michigan, and uh, and what your take on this, Brent, and where we are, uh, and and what changes this is going to precipitate in college football. Well, uh, where we are is the is the NCAA still being on site. I don't know how long they will be there, but they are on site talking to coaches and gathering further information. Uh, and again, sign stealing is goes on all the time. The difference with this is, or, or part of the difference is sending people to another game to be on hand to seal signs at the game has certainly raised um, the uh, a lot of eyebrows about this. I mean, if you talk to old-time coaches, they'll tell you sign-stealing is sometimes is an art, uh, but it's never gotten really to this point, and it may have, and we just never knew it uh, uh, up in here. But I think two things going on here, Mark, is number one is do we think that this is just Michigan by themselves uh, doing this, uh, and number two, uh, uh, the, the, what this, I hope something good comes out of this. And what good that could, that could come out of it would be uh, radio receivers and helmets. Uh, just something to, I mean, several coaches have commented this week, and we had radio receivers in our quarterbacks. Helmets, we would not need all this signage. And, and that gets to the point of being ridiculous, too, at some point. Now, I will give you this uh, insight. Uh, did talk to, uh, I do a podcast with Shane Matthews, a former Gator, great quarterback. And he made a good point. Now, Shane's played in every level of football, including the NFL. He said, I'm okay with the idea of radios and the, and the helmets, but what people may not understand is you've still got skill position players who have got to get uh, signs in from the sideline for themselves as far as what formation and what they need to do. So it may not be the the, the be-all, end-all uh, if you get receivers. Uh, but I, I think at this point they've got to look at it. Uh, I'm hearing a little bit of this, well, we, we can't afford that. Oh, come on. Uh, your, your major schools can certainly do that, and that's what the coaches have said. So 
unfortunately, Mort, this thing's taken on a life of its own, has it not? It's been it's been something else, and uh, you know, my uh, follow up would be Brent. If if we have enough information that Michigan is guilty, should they be eligible to win the national championship this season? Here's my opinion on that. Even if we do, it's not going to matter because this investigation is going to go on for. Uh, several months. But let me let me interject something here, Brent. What, what what would stop the college football playoff committee or the Big Ten? Let's say you're on the college football playoff committee doing what the baseball writers have done to Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, yeah. Pete Rose. No, we're not voting you in. Right. Probably, uh, I mean, in your point's a good one. Probably nothing uh, in, in that that could happen. Uh, I mean, if the Big Ten stands up uh, and says... Uh, uh, what uh, it, th- th- they could do something to keep them out and not be able to participate. But I've talked to several people about this at different at different levels, and the and the answer I get is not the answer we want, but it's the answer I get is they think Michigan is going to be at least a playoff, if not a if not able to win the national championship. There's so much money involved with this uh, that the thought I've got in, in asking pe- several people the same question in the media is the, is the fact of they will never do it because they're, because Michigan would, has a chance to win the championship and the money that's involved with it if they are. Brent Beard joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. Uh, Brent joining us here. Okay, Brent, Florida, Georgia. Uh, The line on this one is creeping down. Are folks actually believing at this point that the Gators have a shot in this one? And do you echo that sentiment? Yeah, I I think they can keep it closer than people realize. I'm heading down in a few minutes. We've got a TV special with the First Coast News tonight. And then I'll be at the, the in the press box tomorrow. Been a, it's been two good weekends, Mark. Last week, got a chance to be at Tennessee and Alabama, and this week, uh, Florida and Georgia. So I'm, I'm quite grateful for that. I, I, I think what you've got here is you've got some hope. Uh, in the South Carolina win, gave Gator fans hope. Uh, and frankly, when you look at the numbers for these two quarterbacks, Graham Mertz is completing 76% of his passes, uh, and um, uh, Carson Beck is completing uh, uh, 73. So you've got two of the more accurate quarterbacks anywhere. But, look, is it fair to say, though, that when Florida's lost, Utah, Kentucky has been to big physical teams in the line of scrimmage, Georgia's the same way. And I, I think Florida can keep it within a one-possession game, probably from nearly three quarters. But I just don't think, Mark, that they can deal with that constant pounding that Georgia can give you. Because, frankly, uh, Kirby has been recruiting now for almost 10 years. Uh, Billy Napier at Florida is like, what, a year and a half, uh, frankly. So those numbers just don't add up. Uh, and, and Georgia being more physical, 
I'd like to complicate it more than that. Uh, but, Mark, uh, to me, that, that that's kind of the bottom line when you look at this game. And what a game it's going to be, Florida and Georgia from, uh, from Jacksonville. Uh, and uh, just, you know, the Gators, they're favored in one game the rest of the year. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. against Arkansas. If they want to do better than last year's record, they're going to have to figure out a way to get, uh, to get one more of those. You know, Brent, uh, could I get your Brent Beard's playoff bubble today? And here's what I mean by that, okay? Uh, I am looking for, the, the, if you were to draw a bubble, you wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams won the playoff. Who's inside yeah. that bubble? Oh, I think you've got to go, uh, I, I, I think you're top nine, uh, frankly, in the AP poll. So do you think those. there are nine teams that can win it this year? Uh, I mean, win the whole thing. Well, well, I, I, I don't. I, they could certainly make it, and uh, on and on any given two games, it, it's possible. Um, I mean, I and I don't have any real problem with Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, but I can make a case. I think Washington with Penix uh, in a two-game swing is very possible. Uh, Oklahoma's defense is better. Uh, when will Ewers be back for te- that Texas? We don't quite know that. Um, I mean, Oregon would be in here, but I, but I still think Oregon gets. Uh, I like them and what Lanning's done, but but, but I, I don't quite think they'll make it. Uh, if Bama runs the table, they will. If, if they run the table and they beat Georgia, they'll be in. Um, so it, it could get pretty dicey for a lot of these teams at at the end. Um, but as far as bubble, I, I, I would I would say Washington, Texas, if yours is back, uh, and, and Bama would be my three-game bubble. Is that fair? Very, very fair. Very fair. I've got four. I've got Washington, Georgia, Michigan, and Oregon. But I, I think Oregon could lose this weekend, Brent. I mean, I think they, they got a real, a real tricky one on the road at Utah. Yeah. Uh, Brent, you are a public speaker. And do you realize, my, fr- my friend, that public speaking is the number one fear of Americans? Yes. Number yes. two is death. So, that, yeah. so put that yeah. in perspective. That means if you're at a funeral, you'd rather be in the casket than delivering the <laughs> eulogy. Okay. So, Brent, yeah. Yeah, and and the way that that chimes, uh, you know, the way that that uh, fits with this question and this show is, we notice that whenever we have contests where the only thing people need to do is call in and claim the prize. Okay. Right. With the phone lines flood, but if they have to do something to win the prize, we only get like one third of the calls. You yeah. know, if you say. Caller number three gets this, boom. It is absolutely, it's like an explosion of phone calls, right? But if you say, okay, we're going to give you Clemson and South Carolina trivia, uh, I don't know if I want to do that on the air. I, uh, I don't know. What, what advice do you have, Brent, to be able to do what, what you do and what I do? Um, Brent, I, I recently got up and I spoke at my father-in-law's funeral and I thought I was prepared for that, and I got up there, and my knees were buckling like nobody's yeah, business, Brent. So, sure. so how do you do what you do? How do you get over that fear? Well, I'll give it a. I'll give you a phrase that I've heard for years now, 
and I think it's very short and sweet, but it's very apropos. And the phrase is, do it afraid. And you think about that a minute. And I'll tell you this. There is never time, and I do TV probably once a week, do a lot of radio, but there is not a time that I particularly do TV that before I go on that I'm very anxious. And and frankly, we can do either one or two things with that anxiety. We can either use it as energy. The thing that I say is, when I'm when I do TV, is you know this is not uh, for me as much as it is that like tonight. There are Georgia and Florida fans out there that have had a busy week and they have not read up on much, and they want to hear something and they want to know something. And then my goal is to be able to tell them something. Does that make sense? One hundred percent. Sure. Uh, so. So my thing is, is more, it's not, hey, look at me. It's what can I tell the average uh, Georgia or Florida fan out there tonight something about the game that they might find interesting and, and it causing them to tune in. I, I, think that's, I think that's very well said. So you hear that, guys? Now all of you should be calling in when we put out the number, okay? Do it afraid. Do it afraid. That's right. Just be, you know, throw yourself into the fear, and it'll be a beautiful thing. It'll be an absolutely gorgeous thing. Brent, uh, what is the next round of realignment going to bring? I mean, we're coming to the place where there's not, in the game of musical chairs, there's not many Mm -hmm. chairs left, right? No. What do you see happening here? Well, I mean, obviously Army, um, they made the decision on them this week about bringing them in, uh, which I thought was... Uh, quite uh, interesting. Um, I, I still don't think, I mean, well, we could have some minor things going on, uh, Mark, um, and I don't want to trivialize other schools uh, necessarily, but I, I, it's probably going to be, I think, I think we may have a little bit of a lull until we um, until this grant of rights for the ACC is dealt with one way or another. And I, and I still think sometime in the next few months, somebody from the ACC is going to challenge it, probably challenge it in court. And if they're able to, uh, to get around it at that point, uh, Mark, we may need to go to six-hour shows every day just to get everything in. Man, ain't that ain't that the truth? So I'll tell you what, Brent. Um, Greg Sankey says, "Well, wait a minute. This agreement on the 12-team playoff, six highest-ranked conference champions. Now that there's no more Pac-12, could now include a, a conference champion that isn't even in the top 25. And yep. what kind of credibility does a 12-team playoff have if you're taking an unranked team over the 11th team?" You know, it was designed to be the six highest-ranked conference yeah. champions and six yeah. large teams. So how do you think what, – what do they do there? How does that get amended? They, that's something that they, that they, I think, are going to deal with head-on uh, in, in some of these upcoming meetings. Because they've got a, 
I'm, I, and I'm sure you thought about this, Mark. Don't they have a lot of work to do sure. uh, in the next few months in order to get this done? So do they go to uh, – do they just go with five uh, major conferences instead of six? Uh, that, that they reduce that by one with the Pac-12? And do they add on another um, – a wild card, shall we say, uh, to that. I mean, I've heard a little bit of that. Uh, I, I think that's going to be fascinating to see where they go, but, that, but that's got to be dealt with, doesn't it? There's no doubt about it. Brent's most likely shot of an upset this weekend. All right? Now, I'm happy to repeat any of these if you need them, but I already know you've got a better memory than I do, my friend. Florida against Georgia. Oklahoma, I mean, uh, Georgia losing to Florida. Okay, there's the first one. Oklahoma losing to Kansas. Oregon losing to Utah. Uh, Oregon losing to Utah. Really? That's the number one. Uh, that, that is. Uh, uh, Mark, does Whittingham get anywhere near the credit that he deserves? Never, never. Uh, you shut down your quarterback. You shut down your tight end, who are both basically – uh, to, to some level of degree, um, uh, all conference or maybe even all American players, and then you're and then you're still winning with the guys that you've got. Uh, I still say that they are the one more physical. That they are an SEC team, uh, frankly, and how the, and how they are built. So, so Mark, you need to look this up. You saw a picture on on Twitter or X about Whittingham on a on a motorcycle in shorts, short sleeves and, and a hat, pulling up to do pulling up to do a, a radio and TV and the fans just going wild. I, I mean, you know, you just looking like your 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 next door neighbor uh, that's got the day off and's gonna work around the house a little bit. <laughs> There's no yeah, it certainly it certainly does uh, does give off uh, does give off that impression. All right, Brent, I have in front of me here the most likely playoff participants. Um, and I want to, in terms of them making the playoff, Brent, I want you to do, let's do a contender or pretender. Uh, just one word for each one, okay? Yep. Where we stand today, North Carolina, contender or pretender? Pretender. Penn State, contender or pretender? Pretender. Texas, contender or pretender? Contender. O Oregon. Contender. Ooh, thought about that one. Alabama. Yeah, I, I did. Didn't you? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Alabama, Brent, contender or pretender? I'm saying pretender because they're going to have to play Georgia. Uh, I'm, I, I, if they – I mean, the argument can be made for pretender, but if they beat LSU, I think they run the table and, and, and they've got it. And they would – in the second – that the second half Alabama I saw against Tennessee could beat about anybody in the nation. Uh, agree. Washington, contender or pretender? I say contender. Uh, contender, absolutely. Georgia? Uh, contender. Ooh. Michigan, Brent, given what you know. Contender? <sighs> I, 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 contender. I just don't believe they're going to do anything to them uh, this early. Florida State, do they run the table? Do they have to run the table to get in? Yes, I think they probably do. Um, but with, with Miami and look, you know this, 
uh, uh, very well. Uh, Florida plays them extremely well in Gainesville, don't they? Yep, they most certainly do. It's Florida. I'll tell you, Brent, Florida is a top 25 team at home and maybe not a top 75 team on the road. Yeah. It's the strangest yeah, yeah, thing I've ever seen. To that, isn't yeah. It? Yeah. All right, Brent, I got two more teams. One of them is a contender for me and one of them is a pretender. Okay? This is going to puzzle you a bit. Flummox you, perplex you. Oklahoma, contender or pretender? I'm going to say pretender. Wow. Ohio State, contender or pretender? absolutely contender i say absolutely pretender brent let's put it put up your dukes buddy okay uh <laughs> listen fourth and 19 they needed to beat notre dame fourth and 19 yeah all right do they look like they have a dynamic offense do they look like they're going to beat michigan to you no they don't look like they're going to beat michigan so well, how are they going to get in well i mean i mean uh, i i i get the point uh, i really do the the uh, I love you know I, I really like the receivers. Yep. Uh, I think the quarterbacks getting better. I think defensively they're getting better. Um, uh, it, it might you, might you it, you're 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 winning me. You're, you're pulling me over to your to your side as I really nailed. As I really dig down with this right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it just comes down to, right, like Oklahoma, they're going to be favored to win the rest of their games, and then can they beat Texas again? Correct. Right? Correct. And I think their path is more manageable than Ohio State's, who's got to get by Michigan. Mm-hmm. And there's no assurances that they can lose to Michigan. And if they lose to Michigan close, maybe, Brent, but if they lose in the fashion that they have, with admittedly Michigan stealing their signs in the past – I'm not sure. I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure they get in. But in any case, my friend, uh, I can't wait for your texts from tomorrow in Jacksonville. Uh, I will wish I was there with you. Uh, it is a hell of a tradition in college football. We appreciate you, my friend. And we hope you have a great time. Okay. Uh, I'll leave you with this. I had a, I had a conversation one day with a fire chief, and I I, I had asked him about could you speak to this group that I'm with, and he this is what he said. He said, I will go in to a burning building, and I will get a person out, but I will not public speak. There are... <laughs> You're going to go with no. I'm going to public speak over yeah. burning building, Brent. Yeah, think yeah. about that a minute. Yeah. Wow, that is crazy. You're not kidding, buddy. Have a great weekend. Brent Beard, Heisman Trophy voter, joining us right here on the show today, my friends. Mark, all right, so in schools, they have this thing called map testing. It's to see how your child is achieving as far as, like, education if they're learning well. Yeah. Well, Addison scored in the top of her class. Yeah, Addison. And I'm extremely proud of her. Cassie is very proud of her. So, And I know they're listening, so I want to say I love you guys to death and hope you have a wonderful night because I'm not going to see you tonight. Hello to the Keeler family. Why won't you see them tonight? Because I'm doing Burns football. Oh, so I'll okay. be here till about 1130. Addison with a with a beautiful name and a beautiful game when it comes to her testing scores. Addison.
Keeler family, proud of you guys. Great, great job. Hey, little uh, little side note here. My prediction, you know, I always like to say, what are we going to be saying on Monday, right? I think there's going to be a little pep in our step here on Monday on both sides of the Palmetto rivalry. You already heard me say I'm picking the Gamecocks to beat Texas A&M. Okay, that's a 16 and a half point upset. I think they circle the wagons. I think Beamer does a really good job of that. And I think the fact that the thing that people aren't accounting for is that A&M has also already lost everything that they are playing for on the Clemson side of the coin. Yeah, I mean, I I think I, I don't think NC State has the team Clemson does. And if Clemson would just stop tripping over its own two feet, you know, would start being able to walk and chew gum at the same bloody time. You know, that I could see like a 20 to 10 win, low scoring, kind of sloppy, not aesthetically pleasing, but a win. And a road win in the ACC is one you're going to feel good about. Big thanks to Brandon Keeler. Great job, bud. We'll see you Monday right here on Offsides, the Fan Upstate. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.